you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV, where we give you cannabis news now. Hopefully, you guys had a great week. Hopefully, you enjoyed your time before, you know, this podcast came on. And hopefully, when this podcast loads and you listen to it, you have a great rest of your week as well. As you know, we upload podcasts, or Cannabis News Now for that matter, a segment on this podcast on Mondays at 4.20 a.m., now, depending on where you live, it may be a different time. I know we have listeners from India, listeners from the UK, Germany. Shout out to all our international listeners. Much love to you guys. And hope you can fly out there. You know, I'd love to, you know, just have a conference about cannabis in these areas because I believe cannabis is a global conversation. Cannabis isn't something that only happens in the United States. And the news, as you have realized if you've listened, not only happens in the United States either. In fact, we even released a post on Instagram that had mentioned, you know, the post that had Snoop Dogg on the side. And it was so funny because Snoop Dogg is such a global brand, just his face, because he's been known for the past 30 years for smoking weed. They can put his post up on, you know, an infographic and people automatically understand what it's about. And so the whole list was generally about how cannabis has consumers around the world and what were the cannabis consuming cities and one of the most amazing things to to me rather was that you had two cities in India become or were on this list for the top 10 cannabis consuming cities so first I'm going to get into the list and then we're going to talk about the, the takeaway which for me was the cities in India so first we have the top 10 cannabis consuming cities you can find us on our Instagram posted yesterday So number 10, we have Toronto, Canada. Of course, cannabis is legalized now and it's Toronto kind of is a cultural hub that has so many different people. I'm telling you, you go to Canada, you got Jamaicans, you got Pakistanis, you got uh, uh, Ethiopians, you have Middle Eastern, Asian, um, even some Americans who have decided to go back up north. And you have the Drakes, you know, just a mix of everything put into one. You know, Drake is a Jewish black guy. I mean, you're going to see the type of mix in Toronto. I think it's a beautiful city. They have beautiful women and they have beautiful weed. So shout out to the Six. I know you guys won the the, uh, NBA championship. Uh, last last year, so congratulations. You know, Kawhi is gone, so I feel bad for you guys. But uh, I think this year is going to be an amazing year when it comes to NBA. It's going to be a tangent from cannabis right now, but I'm an NBA fan. I love basketball. I mean, basketball is a great sport, and it's a very international sport. Now, and that's why I love it. You know, it's a sport that can be so simple that all you need is a ball to really enjoy, but really a ball and a hoop to play. And as soon as you have one other person, now you have a game. And that game can be transcended throughout the world, just like cannabis is. So shout out to the NBA that's going to be making its debut, its debut today, Monday. Don't know what date it is. October the 21st. All right. So NBA is coming back. I'm going to be very happy. I even play. I even play fantasy basketball. That's how big of an NBA fan I am. So I'm super excited, super happy. Have a lot of things to stay positive about. Um, move on to the list. We have Moscow, Russia. 
At number nine, very surprising. I don't think Putin likes weed, but you know what? People are going to smoke weed, especially under a rough, strong-handed regime. Next, we have Chicago, USA. Chicago is number eight, all right, where they they come in at 22.54 tons. Uh, backtrack, Toronto was 22.75 tons, and Moscow is 22.87 tons. Now, for those of you who don't, who don't know, a ton is obviously 2,000 pounds of cannabis. In this case, it is 22.75 tons that has this city breaking past the top 10. Next, we have London. Good old London. South London. Not the push posh, you know, you know, chickney accent. No, this is the real London. Top boy things, all right? Coming in at 31.4 tons of cannabis, all right? Listen, the UK is such a small, small island compared to the rest of the world. But yet, it's amazing to me how a small island can not only dominate the world, but also come in in the top 10 of the top cannabis consist consuming city and uh, next up was my surprise mumbai india coming in at 32.38 tons of cannabis last year huge all right and just know that cannabis is illegal in india but yet they have this amount of weed being smoked and there's probably a reason why you see these cbd companies and 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 other companies go to india to try and establish their business for instance uh facebook decided to go ahead and give india free internet Right. Netflix released a package that would give Indians three dollars a month for their package. Now, here in America, spending ten dollars on our entertainment is nothing. But in India, ten dollars a bit more expensive. Right. Especially American dollars. So that being said, they're going to now have three dollar Netflix and probably show a lot of Bollywood and a, and a few hits on the Netflix in India. So it just, that just goes to show you how large of a market India really is. Uh, next up, we have Cairo, Egypt, which is a place I really, really, really want to uh, visit. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people, um, sights to see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm going to think stereotypically and think pyramids and, and camels, but I know there's much more than that. But uh, Cairo's coming in at 32.59 tons of cannabis. Next up, we have Los Angeles, L.A., okay, L.A. weed at 36.06 tons of weed at number four la of course la is just a place of weed in america right it is it is a beautiful place to you know relax it'd be a beautiful place if you enjoy entertainment like comedy movies tv la is the spot man that's the entertainment capital of america and it's natural that you're gonna have something like weed be used so much so much in that in that uh city next up we have number three another city from india new delhi now, I don't know too much about New Delhi. Is that the capital? I don't know. I got to look it up. But they're coming in at 38.26 tons of weed last year. That's amazing. It's, again, a city where uh, apparently it was taught to us on Instagram by one of our genius, genius high fam. Listen, high fam, I love you going to in, on, the, uh, on the Hamilton National page and drop knowledge. Because not only are you informing me, the person who's posting on Instagram, but you're also informing the community, the other high fam out there who love cannabis just like you do, but may not have the knowledge you have. And there's nothing wrong about being ignorant towards something because we all touch the stove before we knew that it can burn us. Right. We all made those mistakes before. So with ignorance comes the ability to now gain knowledge. And so I say that because there's people on the Internet, especially, you know, sometimes in our comments that will belittle people that would embarrass people, quote unquote, troll MFs. 
because they don't know the certain knowledge that they have. And I think that's just wrong. You know, we all were ignorant at one stage. We all were children at one stage. Now, even though we may be adults now, there's still a lot of knowledge that we don't, you know, have in our hands yet. And I think it's an important thing for anybody, especially, you know, a mature human being to pass on knowledge to another person. I think that's one thing that, uh, that's a gift that doesn't decay, right? As they say, you know, silver and gold will fade away, but an education will never decay. Coming up at number two, we have Karachi, Pakistan. Now, this this blew my mind. Pakistan? If you guys don't know, uh, Pakistan is a place in the Middle East where, like, much like many countries in the Middle East, their law follows their religion. And their religion dictates, of course, they don't eat pork and they don't take in these foreign substances that can change their state of mind. That's why if you go to, you know, uh, Dubai, you're not going to you're going to have a hard time getting liquor because liquor is kind of illegal for most people that live there. But because Dubai is such an international city, so many people are in Dubai doing business that aren't even, you know, from the United Emirates. They get they get to drink. And I had a buddy of mine who was from the area and was letting me know how hard it was to even smoke weed. So they smoke something called Doha or Doha. Right. And Doha is like concentrated tobacco where like they take. Imagine a Corella DeVille cigarette right but on the end of the cigarette is like a little bowl not like the one you have in your hand with the glass but it's like really really tiny you like shake a little thing of tobacco in there you take a hit of it and apparently yo apparently it is no not apparently seriously it is strong when i tell you the first time i tried doha from my friend from dubai that thing made my mind just shake it was kind of a bad feeling like i just felt like my whole body was vibrating like a phone that just won't pick up Right. Like you're trying to avoid somebody and they just keep calling you and calling you and texting you and texting you. <laughs> anyway, number one, I'm proud. I, I'm so proud. I'm so happy. Shout out to my New York City folk out there. And uh, please, if you're in the Bronx and you notice the steps that were playing in the Joker, as you mentioned last podcast, the Joker has a scene where he's dancing, doing some weird, scary, crazy man, Joker ballerina, whatever you want to call it. He's dancing down the steps. And it's a step that I automatically knew what it was when I saw it, because I'm like, yo, I've been on that step before. I've been tired in the summertime, in the heat, you know, with boots on. Because you know we always wear boots in New York, even when it's the summertime. Walking up the stairs, you know, and being mad as hell. I said, why would a human being create stairs that is so long like you guys ever played uh, uh mario 64 when like you had to unlock something to go fight browser and you were like endlessly walking upstairs forever and ever and ever that's how those steps felt like down in jerome in the bronx now apparently there are people now because of the joker movie who are going to those steps which is not in a safe neighborhood for that being said it's not a safe place i i wouldn't go there just to go take an instagram picture but you know what it's getting the likes it's getting the shares I it's getting the engagement and so people are going there to these unsafe neighborhoods and doing joker dances on the steps i mean it's geo located as joker steps now that's how serious it is it's called joker steps to me it was the long ass steps i try my best to avoid but apparently now in the bronx it's a tourist attraction now of course i'm talking about the bronx because new york city new york usa is the number one cannabis consuming city last year coming in at a whopping 77 0.44 tons. I mean, number two was Karachi, Pakistan, which blew my mind because cannabis is illegal there. And somehow I guess they smoke hashish in large quantities. But New York is beating it by 30 plus tons. All right. I mean, there's a 
post that came out in 2018 that said New York was the biggest cannabis consuming place in the world where so much weed gets shipped in into into New York. And it makes sense. You know why? The reason why New York is such a economic powerhouse is because guess what? It's not only a port city, but it's a place of where all business and where all money is. And it's so densely populated. Like New York is so densely populated that you have to smoke weed to stay sane. You know, you're on the train sitting next to somebody who's on pits, didn't have, didn't see a light of day of deodorant, you know, down the other aisle, you got somebody preaching next. You got like, you got the, you got the stairs that smell like piss. You know what I'm saying? Like you just stressed out. And you got to get to work and the headphones you have on and like you have the AirPods in your ear and it's like on 10, but it's not loud enough that you can still hear the mariachi band playing, trying to get some cash. The guy on the train saying, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble. If you can just give me a couple of dollars, you know, I'll be OK. You know, just I'm not I'm not I'm not, you know, just something, someone on the train annoying you. I, I clearly you can see that the uh, trauma that I felt taking the trains back in my New York days is still fresh and on the surface level. But then again, congratulations to New York City at being the number one cannabis consuming city. I know some of our Hampton National followers are shouting out other places like, wow, why isn't this place number one? Why isn't Colorado on the list? Because it's not consuming that many tons of cannabis, you know, and generally I love this post because it spoke towards the international nature that cannabis is the ability of cannabis to connect with millions of people, you know, to be a part of their everyday lifestyle, especially in a positive way. And I told you, I love the fact that cannabis can change people's lives for the better. It's not always about just getting high. Of course, we smoke weed to enjoy ourselves, take the edge off. But generally, there's people who take weed out there to improve their quality of life. You know, they're walking now because of weed. Their skin cancer is eradicated. People like me who have crazy anxiety because my mind works a million times a minute. As you can tell, well, sometimes I talk too fast my own good. You know, I'm trying to slow down now. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, cannabis can change people's lives. And the amount of lives and the amount of tons of cannabis that's featured in this list, you know, is amazing. And shout out to New York City, my hometown, for making me proud to be a New Yorker, for being the number one cannabis-consuming city in the world. Now, with that list out the way, we're going to go ahead and let you guys know what are the cannabis stories of the day. Now, it was a light week. It wasn't too dramatized as the vaping crisis and everything like that, but we still had a good week of news. So coming in first, we have the United National Product Alliance adds CBD or its first CBD company. Uh, next up, we have the former VA secretary, right? Is saying that the time is now to research medical cannabis. We all know why veterans need to use medical cannabis. Going to talk about that in a second. All right. Next, we have a report. Canada's legalization led to increased housing prices. One word. Duh. <laughs> you know, like the same thing happened in places. I'm going to get into it later. I kind of have a ha bad habit of reading other the headlines and wanted to get my opinion right then and there. Trying to add a bit more structure to the podcast. I know you guys are enjoying it, but if this thing got to go to the next level, I have to have some type of structure, some type of formulation. I know you guys enjoyed the intro, you know, or the outro and how I'm trying to improve the sound quality and the experience that you're feeling with the podcast. So as you grow, We'll grow and hopefully you grow with us. And I know you will, Hot Fam, because you guys come out every single episode. Much love to you guys. I'm seeing the flags internationally grow every single podcast, too. But instead of going to a, a rant again off topic, let's stick to the topic. So first, like I said, we're going to talk about the United National or United Natural Product Alliance added its first CBD company, which is huge when it comes to regulation of CBD. The VA says the time is now to research medical cannabis. And next up, we have... Uh, I already talked about Canada. That's a duh. 
Two Florida medicinal medical licenses were for sale for upwards of $95 million. And the crazy thing is, on the day the story came out, I was talking to somebody about the same thing, about how expensive it was to buy a, a Florida medical cannabis license in Florida. I mean... I'm about to go off on that one because like we we all know we all want to be a part of the cannabis com uh, uh, community. Some of us just want to smoke the weed and have access to it. Some people like myself would love the ability to either be a part of a company that's shaping the cannabis community in a positive way or run a cannabis com uh, company. But then when you see that the hurdles, the obstacles, the you're not even climbing. It's not like you're doing rock climbing to go, you know, climb up. It's not even like you're doing Ninja Warrior to try and become a cannabis entrepreneur. It's like you're climbing Mount Everest. $95 million. And here's a, here's a whole caveat of the whole thing. They say that they make these prices so expensive at a, uh, at a legislative level because they want to keep out criminals. Listen, you're going to keep, you, you might, uh, listen, you can tell I'm pissed off. You might keep out low level criminals, but you're allowing for relentless money laundering to happen in the cannabis industry, which is another big problem, even in the CBD industry, where people are selling their weed illegally and are laundering their money through CBD companies, because guess what? CBD is flying off the shelves. Okay. But that's another story coming up. Next, we have California. They give $3 million to the uh, University of California, San Diego, for CBD research, we're seeing day by day, people are coming to the census. They understand that people are getting sick from THC vapes at a black market. They understand that there are a lot of claims being made by, you know, CBD companies like Cureleaf who got smacked with a $250 fine and their investors are pissed off. And last but not least, you know, we're going to talk about a Los Angeles realtor. Now, this is kind of fun. An L.A. realtor threw a weed themed open house. OK, for a three point five million dollar mansion. And he says that this is just the beginning of a crossover between cannabis and luxury real estate. So imagine that you have to sell houses, right? You know how hard it is already to sell a home, especially one that's $3.5 million. But I guess if you're in, you know, L.A., it's a bit easier to sell $3.5 million houses. You got much more people to pick from who, are, who can't afford to buy that house, from the music producers, the athletes, the actors, the actresses. This goes on, right? You said, yo, I got to sell this home, but how am I going to sell it and be different? Well, weed is legal in los angeles and i have the keys to this 3.5 million dollar house and instead of me doing a regular open house where i invite people to walk in take a tour of the house like normal let me do something unique let me invite a hundred people to this mansion and enjoy a massive massive weed party now when it comes to selling a home you're making a huge commitment now of course you're, you're either in this case if you're buying a million dollar home as chances are you have capital you're sitting on and you want your capital to grow Right. The reason why millionaires are millionaires and billionaires are billionaires isn't because they worked hourly wages and saved their money. Hell no. OK, they make their money whichever way they had made their money through hard work, potentially. But they use that money as capital to fund other investments to grow their cash. Right. And that's what's happening here. So the guy said, yeah, I'm going to create this experience and invite 100 people and they're going to love it. Now, get this now. <laughs> Imagine you being at this mansion. So guests could get massages from professional massagers. Is that, is that called masseuse? Whatever you want to call them. They get professional massages with CBD cream. Okay. On the professional massage chairs. I've seen the pictures. It looked nice. Okay. The open house offered vape pens in addition to CBD products 
and cannabis-infused foods. So not only were you eating cannabis-infused foods, which of course in my eyes is the healthiest way to ingest cannabis, your lungs aren't being damaged, you know, you're not doing anything nefarious, but you are still getting the medicine into your system. Right, just make sure you're not eating too much, too too much milligrams in your edibles because that's gonna be a hard, a hard time. Okay, it's gonna be a crazy story. We have, we've all had crazy edible stories. I told you guys mine here on the podcast where I felt like my soul existed in a place without time or space. Okay, I wasn't here. <laughs> I was scared for my life. I, you know, I was so high. I just wanted to hide to go away. Like you ever been so high you wanted to hide to go away? Like oh Jesus Christ. This is God. I'll, I'll I'll never lie again. I'll never cheat again. I'll be faithful. I just stop this high. <laughs> oh man! But uh, continue on with the story, man. So he had a hundred guests gathered to enjoy cannabis-infused chocolates, gummies, and other edibles. Delicious. They even had kombucha cocktails, CBD-infused, of course. They had vape pens. They gave out vape pens. They weren't on sale. They were just giving them out. Now, if you're, yo, if you're, if you're getting a 12% commission off a $3.5 million home, you can go ahead and afford to give people, you know, vape pens, edibles, and CBD cream massages, right? And so the space wasn't, it wasn't just they were giving them free weed stuff. The space was artfully staged with hemp plants and marijuana paraphernalia. And I've seen the, I've seen the pictures. This guy had like, you know, a makeshift weed plant just planted everywhere. Now, of course, it's illegal in California to prop up THC weed. But thankfully, hemp looks very similar to cannabis, and he had those plants all over the house. So it almost felt like you're walking into a green cannabis wonderland, and you're, you're, you're there to have fun. But in reality, the guy was really just selling a million-dollar home. Now, get this. Now, this... This is what this is what I love, because not only this guy had the idea and decided to go ahead and break the bank to do it, not knowing if it's going to be successful, which is what you have to do to be successful. The agent got an offer for the three point five million dollar mansion three days later. And it went to escrow within two weeks. So that's another thing. You can get an offer for the home. But when I hit when that thing hit escrow, for those of you that don't know, escrow is like, you know, let's say you want to buy a large sum of Let's say you want to buy a house. The money goes into the escrow. It's hold. It's held there until you know certain you know uh, stipulations are met, and then that money can be transferred on to whoever's selling the home, right? So you make sure the thing, the the deed is signed. All these other things are placed over, home insurance. All this other stuff are done and dealt with. But yet the hundreds of thousands of dollars for most people in our cases buying homes. But in this case, the three point five million dollars was held in the escrow. And it looks like the stipulations were met. So, I mean, the fact that this guy decided, yo, I'm just going to throw a crazy weed party to sell this house. And it worked is amazing. But it takes, what's the takeaway? Why does this matter? It matters because cannabis is touching industries from real estate to wellness to Wall Street and tech. Cannabis industry is much bigger than the gram of weed in your hand that you're rolling up right now. Or whatever you smoke this morning before you listen to this podcast or after you listen to the podcast. Cannabis is touching so many different industries, just as it's touching so many people's lives. So again, I urge you, there are so many options when it comes to cannabis. Either you work in a cannabis company or you create a cannabis company. There is a lot to go around for everybody, okay? A lot. I mean, the fact this guy had a crazy idea and it looks like it worked. I mean, this guy's through an open house with no plans on, you know, uh, having it be having it go viral, but it went on Business Insider, and now you've seen it everywhere. 
you know, big, big open house where you just get weed products. Now, the people who won in my in my eyes are two people won. The first people, the first group of people that won were one, the uh, individuals who went to the open house, not to check out and try to buy a three point five million dollar mansion, but just go there to get free massage, free vape pens, you know, free edibles. And then the big winner, of course, is the real estate company who decided to say, yo, you know, Rodeo Realty, much shout out to y'all. You guys did it. You guys got your three point five million dollars for the house and your 12 percent commission, which is pretty nice. Pretty nice. They just, they just made a doctor's salary, more than a doctor's salary, in one sale by throwing a weed party. Congrats, man. Congrats. So when we come back from the break. We're going to talk about all the stories you mentioned earlier. You know, if you want to jump to jump ahead towards it, that's fine. But uh, feel free to reach out to us on, on the uh, Instagram. Send us a DM. Let us know how do you like the podcast, what don't you like about the podcast, and uh, anything. Honestly, it, you reaching out to us helps us help you. And at the end of the day, you love or listen to this podcast because it gives you information. It keeps you up to date. Or maybe just enjoy the way I deliver the news because anybody can read over these stories. But hopefully I want want to know why you like it. And so I can now fine tune and perfect whatever I'm doing now. Because listen, in life, it's all about perfecting what you're doing. It's all about improvement. It's all about growth. And even if that growth cannot be seen on a day to day basis, just know it's happening. You know, often the path towards success and the growth towards success looks just like a plant. You ever plant a seed and watch that plant day by day? You're not going to really see much difference between Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. But you're going to see a difference from month to month. You take a picture from month one and take a picture from month three, you're going to see a lot of growth. So day to day, you might not notice the growth that you're making by the steps that you're allocating towards your life. But... You will see that growth over time and look back and be like, wow, that that's where I was. That's where I was worried about. So take it day by day. Enjoy the break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. All right. That's enough ads for now. But want to backtrack to our list and what the knowledge that was dropped from our high fam on Empathy National on the post we're mentioning, you know, in the first top 10 cannabis consuming cities where Miss Hempress Marilyn or Hempress Emily M. Wow. <laughs> Hempress Emily M on Instagram said that in India, cannabis is the main ingredient for their sacred ceremonial drink called Bang. Now, for those of you that are very aware of the cannabis industry, there's a company out there named Bang, and now I understand why their name was Bang. At first, I was so confused as to why you name a cannabis company Bang. I get it. You could have just spelled it B-A-N-G, but it was spelled B-H-A-N-G, and that's the sacred drink that is drunk in India. And she continues, cannabis is one of the five sacred plants of Hindu, the major religion in India, as many of you know. And it's preferred by Shiva. And if if I'm mistaken, Shiva or Queen Shiva, whoever you mentioned, is the goddess or goddess in India, one of the many uh, worship gods in India. You know, they're polytheistic that uh, represents both destruction and life. And so. It's one of the plants that's preferred by Shiva, who was believed to have used Bang, the ceremonial drink made of with cannabis, to focus inward and harness his divine power 
for God of the world. Now, that's very interesting because as mentioning in the podcast in the past, yo, you know, you drink alcohol, you're not focusing inward, you're focusing outward. You know, any emotions that you do feel inward, alcohol has the ability to bring it to the surface, even though you're drinking and drinking and drinking to a way where you're drowning yourself, pulling yourself below the surface of your consciousness, you know, not in a deep, you know, philosophy. Philosoph, uh, philosoph- <laughs> yo, what's wrong with me? Philosophical sense, right? Where you're drowning in this liquid, but in reality, you're just bringing whatever was below to the top of the surface. And so, you know, when you get drunk, you start to fight if you're angry, right? Physically or verbally. You know, if you're feeling some type of uh, uh, sexual desire for somebody, you'll be you'll lose your inhibition and probably will communicate that sexual desire when you're under influence. But with cannabis, it's much more of an inward thing. You delve deeper inward of how you really feel, how what you're really thinking. And I think for that matter, cannabis, as Bob Marley mentioned, I'm always talking about Bob Marley, where cannabis is a meditation, right? It's, it's something that you take spiritually to awaken yourself. It's meditative. And med- meditation, don't remember what, what the root word was, is it from Latin, but it comes from the word that means self, where you would question or ask yourselves these questions and provide the answers to better understand not only how you're feeling about life, but about life around you. And, you know, cannabis even has that way of silencing the mind and having you just notice things around you that you probably would have passed by if you weren't high. But either way, thank you for, for providing the information. Hempers MLM. just wanted to backtrack, you know, and as for the top 10 list, it's not about Amsterdam anymore. The whole world is smoking cannabis and there's cannabis markets opening literally everywhere. So don't sleep. Don't sleep on cannabis whatsoever. You don't have to start a cannabis company here in the States. You can start one abroad. I'm sure the continent the continent of Africa consumes a large amount of, of cannabis as a continent as Cairo was mentioned on the list. And I'm sure that list goes on and on. Like in a place like Nigeria. Nigeria, if I'm not mistaken, is the most populated place in the continent of Africa. And I presume they smoke a lot of cannabis, even though it's illegal. But of course, it didn't make this list. But I digress. Now, starting with the stories. So first, we have the United Natural Product Alliance as its first CBD company. Now, as you know, when this vape crisis come about, everybody's scared. You know, even if you don't make vaporizers, you're shook. You're shaking in your boots, okay? Your tail is between your legs like a little puppy when it knew when its owner found out who destroyed the trash can, all right? And so regulation is what's going to save this industry. You know, of course, you don't want a lot of people don't want cannabis to even be regulated to a point where it's like it's treated like a corporate entity. What it needs to be, because people are going to smoke cannabis and you need them to be protected. You don't need them to worry about potential nefarious actors and bad actors who really care about profits that don't care if their products make people sick. We don't want that. We already have that with, with the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, through shade. So with that being said, the United Natural Products Alliance, a.k.a. the UNPA, has outlined its new policy on CBD for both new and existing association members. The policy does not allow associated companies to sell synthetic cannabinoids or CBD products for inhalation. Interesting. Because of this new vape products, they don't allow any of those companies to sell vaporizers anymore because the studies are not definitive yet as to what's causing the vaping lung illness. 
And more importantly, they don't want them to sell synthetic cannabinoids either. Of course not. Now, not to throw shade on China. We're already beefing with them as a country and the NBA for that matter. I mean, first of all, I don't think the, the uh, LeBron should have said anything. But I'm guessing if LeBron wants to see himself as a spokesperson, a spokesperson for the players, he's going to speak up. He didn't say the right thing. He basically told the Rockets GM, yeah, that guy shouldn't have stood up for, you know, those Muslims getting killed in China. He should have just kept his mouth shut. But let's be real. The NBA makes, what, 30% of its money from China? I mean, China has hundreds of millions of viewers watching the NBA alone. Of course, you're going to be afraid to piss them off because that's where a lot of the money is coming from. That's TV deals. And more importantly for LeBron... That's where his Nikes are being made. That's where Nikes are made in sweatshops by a kid named Ling who probably only had a bowl of rice to eat. Now, as stereotypical and how some people may call that racist, the facts is the facts. Now, China is a powerful, you know, country, but it's not a great place to live in. You know, it's not it, you don't have the freedoms that you do in, have in America. You know, in America, you want to protest and, ha and have your middle finger up at the middle at the uh, American flag at the slightest inconvenience. You'll just disappear in China. You're gone. Disappeared. Gone. OK, you're ghosts. All right. Vanush. I don't know what language that is, but that's that's uh, whatever language I said for for vanish. You know, China is a place where it doesn't have It's Honestly, it's amazing because our whole world exists in a kind of dichotomy or in a bicameral way or just like one and two, you know, zero or one. And it's like America is this place of freedom and liberalism and art expression. But China is the opposite of that. They're ruled with an iron fish. There's no democracy. It's a. uh communist party right i mean and that's why you see that china for the reasons that they rule their their country china has no ability to create a global brand as america does and it's very interesting because america delves so deep into the individual and the creativity of the individual we see america has the ability to create brands that can transcend throughout everything from music from movies avengers is killing in china and everywhere around the world from brands like nike even though they make the sneakers in china their branding is very much american um and it's it's it just polar opposites it's black and white when it comes to china and the u.s and it's very sad what the muslims are going through in china you know china is just china is a city state city state china is a, a country that does not allow religion and of course they don't allow religion because history has shown where religion lies lies great power right people adhere to these idealistic lifestyles and ideals that come with being a part of their religion and so for you to have or authoritative religion your only religion needs to be china and china's government and that's it right and it's sad it's 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 uh, immoral but that's what the country decides to run as and i really pray for those you know muslims are being held in concentration camps much like the J japanese were right after uh pearl harbor here in the states and how Mexicans now are being held in quote-unquote concentration camps, but we'll see more about that in social study books in the future. You know, now we just call it ICE and detainership and protecting ourselves from immigration, but at the end of the day, ICE is just a new name for concentration camps. I don't know why humans love to enact, you know, that level of atrocities against humanity in uh, having other people captive and treating them like animals, but it's just something that I've, I feel like is a commonplace with humans, unfortunately. And China is, is exemplifying that. And honestly, the NBA... It shows care more about money than they do China. But the to be devil's advocate, the reason why the NBA probably did that was, let's say the NBA stood with their GM of the Rockets who spoke out against China. And let's say they did the right thing morally and decided to not have their players play there unless they changed things. 
they can do that, but it's not going to change what's actually happening. China's not going to make those changes because they're losing the NBA. China's fine, as you can see, with losing NBA overall. China does not allow Facebook, Google. A lot of things are blocked in that country because they may challenge the status quo of their communist party. But tangent aside, always a tangent here, but hopefully you enjoy the tangents. Uh, to continue on the story, the association also announced the first company, the first hemp company, rather, called Colorado based Mile High Labs. Great brand, very professional, very clean cut. And I aim that my company in the future can be as professional as Mile High Labs. But Fenella Kane, compliance officer for Mile High Labs, said that the company is thrilled to be the first CBD company to join the United Natural Products Alliance. And this is this just goes to show CBD is growing up, okay? CBD kind of left its awkward, you know, pre-teenage, early teenage stage, and it's now coming to its own as a man and woman, right? It's coming to its own as an adult. It's taking accountability for its actions, and it's understanding what it needs to do to protect itself from potential dangers, in this case, the vaping illness and the, the $250,000 uh, fine that was given to Cureleaf, saying that CBD would have helped with cancer and all these other things. So uh, continuing on, next story. So former VA secretary says that the time is now to research medical cannabis. And here's why. Veterans, and as you know, go through a lot as, as soldiers, right? They, they experience PTSD. You know, they, they have traumas that, they have scars of the brain that aren't physically seen with the naked eye. It's internal. It's emotional. It's, it's a way for them to not fully adjust into civilian lifestyle after having to literally fight for your life every single moment. You know, having to take the lives of other people who may or may not have been innocent. And they just call it collateral damages. You know, you drop bombs on, on individuals and who are mothers, who are fathers, who are sons, all because of the orders you followed once you signed those papers to become a part of the army. Now, I'm not talking shit against the army. I'm not taking saying anything negative, but I'm trying to paint the picture as to what these veterans have gone through and how the country or lack thereof is taking care of them. Right. If you smoke cannabis, you'll be dropped from the VA and lose all those benefits and can't go there for hospital and not pay hospital bills. You'll be dropped if they know that you smoke cannabis. So if a former VA secretary can say that they need to start researching it now, it's for a reason. You know, cannabis can help these veterans with the injuries they've, they've taken, right? If you're injured, uh, a traumatic brain injury vet, you know, can, CBD in itself can help regrow brain cells through neurogenesis. How many times do I have to say it? PTSD won't be eradicated that quickly, but the ability for it to form, you know, neuro, neurogenesis and grow new brain cells allow for new brain connections to uh, fester and form, right? Studies have shown that rats who are, who have gone through processes of anxiety or rats or mice who are in an experiment who are gone through rigorous tests to induce anxiety right they induce anxiety in these rats and then they're giving them cbd through i guess a gel on their brain so it's directly uh, absorbed and seen the effects have shown that their anxiety has lessened have shown that their ptsd is gone and then the test that they use to test the mice it showed that the mice are much more explorative you know sometimes when you experience ptsd and trauma overall you kind of just freeze you don't move you're immobile you're stuck in this cycle of, of this whirlwind of pain that you've already experienced in the past, but for some reason you can't let go. And it's easier said than done to just cheer up, chap. You're back in America. You're not overseas anymore. No, it's, it's not that anymore. It's not. 
it's it's really about giving these veterans what they need. So story goes as follows. Veteran, the former Veterans Affairs Secretary, David Shulkin, has called on the federal government to eliminate hoops making cannabis research so difficult. I roll. David Shulkin said that the time is now to research medical cannabis, adding that federal hoops and researchers have to jump to make it too difficult for them to study the plant. Now, they just, I just said the same thing twice, but I'm just reading off the article. I believe that the VA should, this is a quote from the former VA David Shulkin, I believe that the VA should be involved in the research on anything that could be potential to help veterans improve their health and well-being. He continues, properly prescribed medical cannabis may have some real benefits in anxiety improvement and pain management and potentially the issue of substance abuse. Now, when I was working with the with the uh, with VCO Miami, I was working as the lead or head of cannabis research. And my goal was to find these universities and places who have gotten these governmental grants to commit or commit to conduct these uh, researches. There's read this cannabis research researches. <laughs> and I found one at NYU, forget the, prof the professor's name, that was like last year, uh, not too long ago. But uh, the study was about how CBD can be used to improve, you know, alcohol substance abuse. And as you know, when these VAs or veterans, excuse me, come back to America, a lot of them fall victim to substance abuse, you know, to, because it's so hard to deal with the pain you're going through. You just want to numb the brain. You want to distract distract the brain from what it's currently experiencing. And so administering CBD was one way that she found or was trying to find evidence on how it improves substance abuse. As you know, they, there are theories of people saying that people who are in rehab should use substances like CBD on a daily basis to eliminate that anxiety that may lead you to go back to the vice, to uh, allow for those new brain connections to form that can readily now help you build new habits, you know, that can be healthier towards your existence and rather than a detriment towards your civilian existence so all that he's saying is correct you know all that he's saying is correct and the quote continues and therefore i believe it's extremely appropriate for the va to be researching and developing therapies that can help veterans particularly in areas where we don't have enough good therapies and answers they don't have answers for anxieties they, they, they give these patients prescription drugs that can hurt their kidneys and get them addicted to something else like opioids that's legal okay they don't have uh, uh, all the answers when it comes to traumatic brain injury. Listen, I myself had got, not a brain injury, but I got hurt one day when I got into a, a fight at a tailgate. Oh, I know, I know. Hampton National, Des, you get into a fight? Come on, buddy, you're better than that. I was in college, okay, it was a tailgate. Guy got jealous because, you know, the girls wanted to talk to us, and, you know, I'm a black guy, and the frat wasn't us, wasn't so black, so we got into an argument, an almost fight, right? And I thought I was done there. And the story goes, as the night went on, you know, another guy, of course, it always has, I feel like most wars in the world are fought over women, and in this case is what it was. Now, even though the woman wasn't mine, per se, it was just a friend of mine who wanted my help. You know, as a big guy, I'm six foot three, you know, 200 plus, like a little baby Zion, you know, that's six foot three, um, <laughs> Zion. Um, but uh, a guy was trying to talk to, long story less long. She looked at, she gave me the eye, like, hey, look, come over here and act like, you know, I'm, 
I'm her boyfriend so that he can, you know, get the picture and walk off. And so I went over there, put my hand around her shoulder naturally, imposed my physical presence. And the guy was probably about five foot six or seven. Nothing wrong being short, but I mean, come on, pick your battles, right? But it looked like this guy was holding a bottle of Seveca. Now, if you guys drink liquor and drink vodka, particularly Seveca is a big bottle, especially the big one. The one that's like you can really hold and hit some. It's a thick glass, too. So as you know, I kind of broke the story. As my hand was over the shoulder, something led to another conversation went awry when he, of course, got upset that my hand was over a girl he literally just met for five minutes. Decides to take the bottle and swing. He like cock back the bottle and then swing and hit me right in the head right right in the head now it's funny because i've always played video games like you know fight night boxing and watched boxing and mma and seeing people get like knocked out and in the video games they made it seem like when you get knocked out things go in slow motion and i'm telling you right now it's true when i got hit in the head with that bottle i'm telling you everything went in slow motion my response back was to duck but apparently the bottle already connects so in my mind i'm thinking i'm about to duck and move but everything just stood still like i was just looking at a video you know like I was, like my brain was basically in taking all the images I was seeing before I got knocked out. And next thing you know, I woke up and I was on the ground. And all my friends came over and there was this big brawl and this big everything. And guess what? The story didn't even stop there. You know, if you know me personally, I'd probably go into detail in the story. But long story less long for the podcast listeners who don't even care. I want me to go back to the cannabis news. <laughs> I woke up. Um, got into a, a scuffle. Of course, I was mad I got knocked out, especially in front of women. You know what I'm saying? I was just ego was hit okay ego was hurt even though i got hit in the head with a big glass bottle still it wasn't it wasn't something nice so we got back into a scuffle and it turns out one of his uh friends who i was you know battling at this time because it was literally all our war you know threw a grill at my head <laughs> a grill a whole grill i had like little hot grill marks on under my cheek next to my eye on my cheekbone for like a two weeks it was crazy 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 but i say that to say that you know when i got my mri you know about a month two months later they were saying that there's literally no damage here and that there was potentially case for damage whether it be like you know it was a hemo 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 something like a hemophilia no he, is it called hemophilia not hemophilia but basically what happens when you get hit in the head and get some type of brain trauma by like you know concussion or blood building up on, on in, in the point of impact he said that could have been done but it looks like whatever i was doing helped out i didn't tell him i was smoking weed of course it's my doctor but that just goes to show you how cannabis can help you heal from some a minor brain injury still and have no effects long term so it was simply amazing. And so these VAs definitely need access to cannabis because I hear these stories, man. I'm telling you, these veterans, when I talk to these veterans working at VCO Miami, they told me how much weed affected their life and changed their life for the better. Got them off of prescription pills, you know, had them social with their family again, not scared of every boom and bang that happens around them. You know, so, yo, government, wake up, wake up and fund this cannabis because who's going to benefit? You're going to benefit. We're going to benefit. You're going to benefit as a country, having people who are healthier, not dying of prescription drugs. You're going to have people who are happier. I'm saying domestic violence are down tremendously when couples smoke weed. I can go on and on forever, but let's go on with the news story. All right. Next up, we have California relates. California give uh, three million dollars to uh, the University of California, San Diego for CBD research. As I said, when I was working as a head of CBD research, you know, with VCL Miami, 
there's a lot of these universities doing these studies. Now, it was much harder to get in contact with some more than others, but they're all wanting to see what CBD does on human beings, not rats anymore, human beings. Last story is about Florida. Of course, the state I live in is always up to some F shit. I mean, I said, how do I censor F but not shit? Some fuck shit, okay? We all told you how hard it is to become a cannabis entrepreneur because there's obstacles in your way. You have to climb Mount Everest. The The costs are unbecoming of a state. That's why Florida got clapped with a uh, a fine or or some type of scolding that said that their cannabis program is unconstitutional. Why? Because it only puts money in the pockets of the Koch brothers and those rich, rich people who can afford to invest in these companies. And that's why there's only really two big companies in the state of Florida. But the story goes as this. Two Florida high-priced medicinal cannabis licenses are up for sale for a proposed $95 million. And the other one, oh wait, first combined they're $95 billion, but one is $40 million and the other one is $55 million. Don't know why I'm stuttering because that number is so astounding and ridiculous. An ass of nine, ass of 10, ass of 11. I don't know why I skipped 10, but the story, listen, cannabis shouldn't have such hurdles. And I think the reason why you're seeing a lot of these cannabis companies fail is that when you bring in this big money that comes from other industries, like you're growing tomatoes or you're an, you're uh, in the alcohol business, you're not taking in effect the cannabis market because it hasn't been studied that deeply. You know, it's not about tie dye shirts and uh, Cheech and Chong is much more different and multifaceted. For instance, I'm seeing a gaming competition event happening in Miami where they're combining cannabis with gaming. I mean, people love to play games and people love to get high. Combine gaming and high. I mean, I mean, high gaming. That's a no brainer. So with that being said, these companies aren't looking deeper to understand the DNA of what is and what makes a cannabis user. So they're seeing these billion dollar losses. Now, of course, you can peg it up towards being, oh, we're trying to establish market share first, and then we're going to make sure once we have market share, we're going to bring those you know, those uh, constituents in and keep them in for a long term and build long-term customer value or whatever jargon they may say to get the shareholders happy and throw them the money, you know? But, uh, but yeah, man, licenses are just way too expensive in Florida, way too expensive. And I was even having a conversation with somebody that was telling me how hard it was to get their cannabis cultivation license. And the fact that Florida requires you to be vertically integrated makes it completely hard for those people who don't have a billion dollars lying around to become, you know, the best company in Florida. Now, of course, that's just capitalism. That's what capitalism causes. You know, it's about the best of the best. It's a dog eat dog world in America. But the loser is the consumer. You know, when you have such few producers of cannabis, you're going to have not enough product around to go for everybody. And they're going to be pissed off. And they're going to go to the black market and potentially get stuff that isn't safe. Now, of course, you have black market vendors who, who serve high quality products. But wouldn't you rather have your product as a medicinal cannabis user, not a recreational user, medicinal, MMJ user, get your stuff from a reputable, a reputable company? And not only were these... These uh, licenses sold for upwards of 95 million. The Florida bill to legalize cannabis recreationally. Now, there was one bill that uh, was known all throughout the Internet for to tell people not to sign the bill because it would not allow home grow cannabis because they would make it illegal. Right. And the whole idea was that if you allow people to smoke weed in their or grow their own weed, the thought was that uh, they wouldn't go ahead and buy medicinal cannabis. And I'm sure these companies aren't even worried about this shit. I don't know for sure, but 
the point is, there's two bills. One that didn't allow homegrown and the other one that did allow homegrown. Of course, the one that didn't allow homegrown had the support of the biggest cannabis companies in the state because it benefited them the most. And of course, that wasn't the only wording on the bill. Because if you ever voted for a bill, you know that there's a lot of shit that's mentioned in there, especially stuff that may go over voters' heads. Like, for instance, they had a bill that banned uh, smoking vaporizers indoors, be it another part of that bill or bill rather didn't allow cannabis in certain counties. I mean, it it it, it didn't make sense, but it understand it made me understand how politics work in America and how scheme the schemey, shysty these politicians are. So not only that, but uh, but yeah, man, the those both bills, the one that allowed home grow and the one that didn't allow home grow, are both dead in the water. Okay, they they're not going anywhere. They're sinking to the bottom and they're sinking fast. And I think the reason being is because Florida has the fastest growing medical marijuana program in the country. They don't want to lose that. And I, t- I told you, popular. When you think of Florida, what do you think of? of? Other than the beaches and the hot women in bikinis and spring break and stuff like that, what do you really think of? When you think of Florida, I think of Florida man always in the headlines doing something crazy. You know, like trying to shoot a cockroach and ended up dying. Like, how do you lose a fight against a cockroach? Like, how do you do that? Um, Florida man, that's how. I think of uh, I think of how these cannabis companies don't want to lose the business that is medicinal marijuana, because when you think of Florida, you think of older populations, you think of snowbirds. OK, you think of, uh, you know, generations that grew up watching Leave it to Beaver and, and, and I Love Lucy and Fra- and sang Frank Sinatra. That's what I think of these older folk who grew up in the 60s and that was their last weed experience. And so when you have these older folks who really, really need cannabis to operate for pain, for anxiety, for restless leg syndrome, for all type of different things, it's a no brainer why they kill the bill, because they're going to kill it as a medicinal marijuana market. Not only do you have to pay doctors and then you have to pay the fee to the state, you know, there's a lot of other charges that come with it as being a medical marijuana patient. If you're a recreational patient, you're not paying bills every certain amount of days. You're not paying your uh, medical marijuana card every year. You know, you're not going through these hoops, as you will, the word of the day. Shout out to Hoops from uh, Flavor Flav. Had the biggest crush on her back in the day. She ended up dating Shaq. It was weird. But, uh tangent again the companies bottom line the companies don't want to lose their medical marijuana market share because it's so profitable not only for these medical marijuana companies it's profitable for these medical marijuana doctors right it's profitable for even the state of florida they're not and and guess what it's tax-free so that's how they justify charging all these taxes i mean charging all these uh charges florida got charges for medical weed like sprint got hidden charges on their bills sprint is one of the worst companies ever i'm telling you man they would charge you a dollar even even if you even if you have a, a verizon phone in your hand they will mail you be like you still owe one dollar and 67 cents one dollar and 67 cents sprint i'm not even using your phone anymore what what am i paying for oh this is just some uh fuck you fee for leaving us <laughs> oh man anyway anyway this episode has been wild uh it's going to be uploaded a little later than 4 20 probably around 5 20 as you know i record a podcast at around two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning to give you guys fresh fresh news as much as i can hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast i didn't hope i didn't get too preachy you know early in the episode but just realize this man we all are masterpieces in the making okay we're all masterpieces in the making it just takes time for us it takes time and take effort for us to carve out the masterpiece that lies within us that means you have to find that greatness that's in you find that genius that's in you and realize it's not up to others 
to tell you whether you are or not a masterpiece. It's up to you to feel that way. And once you feel that way, that you're a masterpiece, that you're a work, that you worked hard to get to this point and even have much more to improve. So, you know, you're going to even be better than what you are now. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or anyone else thinks. All right. You are a masterpiece and you just have to take the time and effort to carve yourself out. So with that being said, uh, this has been another episode of Cannabis News Now. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And as always, folks, stay tuned and stay high. Rate us five stars on Apple Music. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Share the podcast with a friend. I'm telling you, you want to grow the high fam? You want to grow with it? You're like, you know what? I enjoy this podcast. Let me get let me get this podcast to Timmy over there. Hey, Timmy, you like podcasts, Tim? He's like, yeah, I like podcasts. You might like high TV, buddy. Go ahead and check this out. I, I love it. I would really enjoy if you guys can just spread the word and let people know. Hey, look, Hemp International is a great feed for cannabis news and info. And the podcast is also good for staying up to date about what's going on in the cannabis world. Not just in America, but the world. We are Hemp International after all. So second sign off of the day after you subscribed. You know, you shared the podcast, you like the podcast and send a DM. Let me know how I did and how I didn't do and how you feel about the podcast. What would you like to see? What topics would you like to hear? I know I promised a follower Hemp International. I will research South Africa and talk about the cannabis world in South Africa, which I will next episode. Hold it to me. South Africa. Next Cannabis News Now will be one of our first stories. And any of the messages you guys have. Love you guys as always. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. Hi TV. Peace. See you next week.